There are very few things that are initially awesome. A good punch, hefty action scene, sad, powerful performance in media, a lovely composition of a melody, or a dramatic twist or reveal in a movie. But for me, I'm a simple man. I love me some big-ass monsters. Today, we're looking at a well-known forgotten gem that, in 2015, got gunned down, and then gunned down again, and then again. And it rose, and rose again, and again, until it couldn't anymore. Released in January of 2015, Evolve was launched in a fairly decent state. Some minor bugs here, some overpowered characters there, nothing a couple patches couldn't fix. Handful of characters, and map designs, and game modes to boot, too. It had the whole package, until people started to sink their teeth in. Developed by Turtle Rock Studios and published by 2K, it wasn't long until players found really early sign that there could be some problems. Either it be the paper-thin plot, or very little story to ever unpack, or the, at the time, egregious DLC cosmetic prices, where a skin to make a gun blue was $5. We had standards once. And the story mode was back-to-back -back series of the same multiplayer missions you would play in a row, whether the hunters win or lose, they all basically die, leaving a good and bad ending non-existent and the entire experience kind of sour. The director, Phil Robb, who worked previously on Left 4 Dead, teamed up with Chris Ashton to create a truly gritty and dismal setting that got almost everyone on board with the idea. Most of the map consists of dense foliage and a large array of fauna, friendly and harmful. This is mainly for, like, traps and distractions for both monster and hunter alike. The monster needs to eat said foliage and fauna to grow larger and stronger. The stronger it is, harder it is to kill. Hunters need to learn to team up and defeat the monster before he gets too strong to overpower them. Monsters can also win by destroying a relay, which is kind of a MacGuffin thing, but it's basically if you want to be a coward and you want to win. Designs of both Monster and Hunter are vastly inspired by, like, past media. On the monster side, you have the Goliath, which is like this brutish Godzilla-type, you know, big, bulking, hunk thing, throwing boulders and breathing fire. Kraken was like Cthulhu stand, being able to float in the air, uh, leave traps behind, uh, call down a giant bolt of fucking lightning on you. Wraith was Xenomorph stand-in, basically being able to create clones and turn invisible and really excelled at being a stealth boy far more than the other two ever did. Uh, later on, there's the Behemoth, which is like if a rock had a face, being able to roll around, and then the Gorgon, which is like this big acid-brewed mother spider creature. And on the hunter side, you got like your classic roles. You got your assault, the damage dealers, healers, the healers, duh, trappers and support, trapping and supporting. And they are all supported by like a fairly good job of cast members, I'd say. Most of them are really enjoyable. Most of them are likable. Some are a lot more likable than others. Well, like on support, you have like your Markov, big Russian with electric gun. Okay, kind of like Nikolai Tesla. Okay, cool, I get it. You got your Hyde, a uh, bit of a one-note Brooklyn kind of pyromaniac. Okay, cool, I got it. Healing, you have your Lazarus, which is kind of like this mad doctor, and then Val, who excels in staying the fuck out of everyone's way. And then on support, you have Bucket, which is like this kind of like smart kind of Pathfinder character from like uh, Apex, you know, kind of like robot sniper guy. You have your Hank, which is kind of like if you put a dwarf in from Warhammer into this game, and it's pretty cool. 
trappers, you have Abe and you have Griffith, which are like the kind of stereotypical hunters, like dangerous game kind of characters. And, um, that's just like two of each. There's, there's, I think towards the end, there was like five for each. And every one of them, they did a really good job at, and they have banter and there's a little bit of lore, a little bit of connectivity. The characters seem alive. Let's put it that way. And uh, after a couple of patches, a couple of new releases, the game did try to find balance. And for a while, it did. Doesn't help that it had no plot. <laughs> the plot was non-existent. But this is um, the biggest extension of the plot that I can describe. Uh, it's set in a fictional future where humans successfully discovered ways to survive outside of Earth and began colonizing other planets. The planet that the game takes place on is called Sheer a distant planet in the ash crack of space. And then humans started to colonize it. And then they started to meet resistance from like the alien life forms or like the natives of the planet uh, and the monsters that come there and they have the ability to like consume and grow larger and larger, like double in size, stuff like that. And so a character named Cabot, which is a character you can play in the game, basically just hired a shit ton of people to come and fight them back and that's the, the premise. It's not a bad premise to start a story, right? That's the start of a story. But there wasn't anything past that. I will say, though, as bare bones as it was, there was a very clever theory that circulated at a time that I certainly attached my uh, feelings into. And it's like the monsters were like essentially like white blood cells of the planet. Like the planet created these monsters out of nothing, out of like biomass to fight back this foreign invasion. I like that idea a lot. I was a kid. I was edgy. I didn't really give it much thought past. I like that idea. It's a cool idea. It had some potential. However, a good idea is only as strong as its ex execution. And initially, with the lack of added content, uh, new modes to play, characters to play, uh, as along with the, at the time, egregious cosmetic prices, it, it really didn't take long before Turtle Rock had to close its doors. On July 6, 2016, Turtle Rock announced that the game was going to be transitioning to become free-to-play under the title of Evolve Stage 2. What this did was meant to bring new life into the game. However, what this really meant was the original game basically had no more funding and was essentially cut off. All the eggs were put into Stage 2, which is free-to-play, so if you had bought in the game, I think you got like a small consolatory prize in Stage 2, but that was it. And the game became free-to-play merely a year prior to its full release. And within this time frame is where the new monsters, the new hunters came in. So you got your uh, behemoth was in the base game, but he was a pre-order monster. Now he was fully available to everyone. The, you, this is where you got the Gorgon. This is where you got uh, the, the new hunters. This is where you got variants. So you had like your meteor Goliath, your elder Kraken, your glacial behemoth, things like that, where it's like, they're a lot stronger, but they do have a downside. Like they have like a drawback to like their more powerful stages. And then Hunters got the same treatment where, like, there's a really powerful Hunter, but it doesn't have a shield or something. Like, it has, like, a drawback to it, too. And despite being the peak of release content, it never mattered because the game never really did reach a peak. Allegedly, it hemorrhaged money far faster than it could ever gain in a day. And even the people that were loving the game, playing the game every day, and this is me included, were never willing to bust out the wallet to assist. In July 2023, the Evolve servers completely shut down. All online functionality are and will be forever unavailable. 
there was a little like hubbub of what was going to happen a few months ago as of recording in October 28th, 2023. A few months ago, there was like this giant spike and rise of people playing Evolve Siege 2. What was this? They brought the servers back online just to announce that they were going to be shutting it down completely. A, a, a final hurrah, not, not so much as like a, a laughing in your face, but like, Hey, no one is going to be playing this game again. So everyone, this is your last chance to play it. Play it while you can. Goodbye. When the game came out, everyone and their fucking mother really wanted to love this game. Game Informer, GameSpot, IGN, PC Gamer, all these prestigious gaming like studios, like game review studios, I guess. Everyone gave it like a rating of eight or higher. In its first year before all the bad shit happened, it had its own esports team, which probably did not help its contribution to being shut down. Or sorry, it probably directly helped it being shut down. This game was too big. It promised so much that even when it came through with like most things, it would have never been enough. Even if it did above and beyond what they promised, it would never have been enough. I remember screaming how much I wanted this game. I was 15 at the time. I had an Xbox One and no internet and no friends or siblings near me. So I didn't care. I begged and pleaded my, 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 my dad, my mom, my sister, my brother, anyone to buy me this fucking game. Despite not being able to access like 90% of it, when I did finally get it, I played the game nonstop. It did have online functionality. You could still play the game. You could still progress. You could still have masteries and stuff like that. If you're wondering, hide was my main. And then when I was finally old enough to get my hands on stage two with my own computer, with my own internet, with my own apartment, it was just too late. I showed up to the party when everyone left. When I graduated high school as a good job towards me, my older brother got me the Evolve official art book. Still have it to this day. I loved it. Still do. As much as I loved the game, losing it completely is like akin to a heartbreak in a way. I think back fondly and I, I, I cry happy and pain tears, knowing that even if I desperately tried, it can never be recreated. And in a way, I'm okay with that. Because yes, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's nice. It's a heartbreak. You can't deny the good times. Even though right now the times are sad, you can still think back and be like, yeah, I was happy then. And those memories are not ever going to diminish. New games will come. Old games will be shut down. Some games will be disappointments. Some games will be loved. Some games will be loved disappointments. And some games will be disappointment loved. You know, in this, especially in this fucking professional field, it's, it's going to happen. You know, there's going to be stinkers and it's going to be shiners and it's going to be stinkers that shine and it's going to be shiners that stink. It's subjective, right? And this game, it hit a lot of things for me and seeing it go for good this time, you know, no real hope of it ever coming back. A dead IP pretty much. It's bittersweet, but best to pave the way for future games, right? Monster games are not going away. 1v4 games are not going away. But monster 1v4 games, I hope to fucking god they don't go away. I'd be very eager to play the next one that comes along. Because you know what the game idea like that? It's never going to be a dead unreleased. There will be another one. And I will be here for that day. And I will praise that day. My name is Dauntless Stark. Feel free to join the server, Reddit, wherever you can contribute any game you wish to my ever-growing list if you believe it too is a forgotten gem. Comment, subscribe, like the video, links will be provided below, but most importantly my friends, have a fucking day.
peace. Tuning into this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.